And welcome to RTF Sports Talk. I'm your host, Michael Buckheiser. I'm joined, as always, with Billy Hatton and Matthew Lyle. Billy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Uh, feeling good. Had some good pre, some good pre-game talk. Uh, ready to get rolling, man. So, Billy, let's uh, let's uh, tell the people who you are. What is your background? What do you come from? What are your uh, sports accolades? Well, right now, um, I am going to school right now. I'm a communication major uh, with a minor in history. Uh, I have a I have a podcast that I that I run. It's called Unpopular Opinion. It's on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Radio Public, um, just to name a few. All right, and Matthew, uh, let let the people know who you are as well. Um, I am, um, you know, just Matt living here in good old Louisville. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a small town in Kentucky. Played played sports growing up. You know, never really took any of it too serious. Just living that small town life. Uh, moved to Louisville when I was in my early twenties, and now you know, just trying to to live a dream of something I enjoy doing, talking sports. You know, spitting some knowledge out there. Uh, I do several podcasts slash live shows. We got one for semi-pro football. For those who don't know, that's, that's pretty much recreational football. But there's a lot of good players in here. There's ex-NFL players. There's ex-college players. You know, there's a lot of players from like Ohio State, Florida State. We're just in this time to, to live the dream and get back to the next level. It's my goal to promote that and, and get some spotlight on them. And, you know, I also do about my favorite Kentucky. I got a big blue breakdown show with Mike yourself. And uh, uh, Chris King of the Hill, he's a great co-host there with that show. And then I do this. Uh, Billy is, is top notch, and it's been a blast. Well, like I, I like to uh, take you guys, like thank you guys for taking time out of your day to just to spend time with us, just to just to talk some sports. Uh, as people know, we we don't make a living off of this. We're doing this for doing this for free. So um, if you guys get a chance, you know, like comment. Subscribe, share all the information that you can. Uh, just today, actually, we are streaming this live on Facebook Live, on the art on the RTF page, and we're on YouTube as well. Just to try and reach a bigger audience, just to try and get this to grow. Um, but let's just go ahead and jump into the first question of the day. The NBA came out with their preseason power rankings. It's a way too early, more than likely, yes. But <laughs> they had Golden State number one. Rockets number two, uh, I believe it was 76ers number three, um, and then you had the uh, Jazz, Spurs, and uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Uh, I didn't have time to type that down. But the question is to Billy and Matthew: Out of those top six power teams, like the power rankings, which one of those have a cha- has has the best chance of beating Golden State? Billy, let's go ahead and start with you t- today on this one. Um. Honestly, no team really ha- have a chance, but if I will pick one, I can make the best case for Boston. I mean, you have Kyrie Irving coming back, who's a top two point guard in the NBA if health, when healthy. Uh, you have Gordon Hayward coming back. I mean, at the time, you know, before he got hurt, uh, I could argue uh, Gordon Hayward was one of the top four, three or four uh, small fours in, in, in the entire NBA. You, you know, he was carrying that Jazz team by himself. Uh, you know, putting up, getting, getting buckets in, in the West. So, uh, you know, you have those two guys coming back. You have the young guy in Tatum who looked magnificent all throughout the playoffs and even against the Cavs, against LeBron, going at LeBron every single game. Uh, you got, uh, Jalen Brown who, who matured a lot last year. You know, he's going into his third year. 
he's more comfortable in in the role that he's gonna play now without probably having to look over his shoulder. Um, they they did get to resign some of those glue guys like Aaron Baines and Marcus Smart. Uh, so you know they they still have Al Horford there. You know they they so I believe their bench. You know Terry Rozier is still there. You know so their bench could could cause problems for Golden State bench. Uh, Matthew, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I'm echoing what Billy said here because, hey, I, I don't think anyone stands a chance, but we had to pick. That was a rule of the show. And I'm going with Boston Celtics here as well. But I'm actually not even confident saying that unless the Warriors experience some kind of catastrophic injury because – Yes, on paper, the Celtics look awesome. I look at that Celtics team, and I'm like, wow, this could be something special. But how much certain guys benefit last year off simple opportunities alone? Obviously, Jason Tatum's a baller. Obviously, a lot of these guys are great. But how well are they going to get to do when minutes decrease a lot? And I'm not, I'm not talking so much about Tatum, but Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier more than anyone probably, those minutes are going to start to come down, assuming that Kyrie and Gordon Hayward play 82 minutes. Now, if everything converts well, like it's a video game, then the Celtics are going to be tough to beat anybody. But I just don't think that's going to be a thing. I think once, once Kyrie steps in and he's playing 40, 42, 45 minutes a game, Terry Rozier's members, minutes are going to dwindle. The same is going to happen at that small forward position once Hayward comes in, especially if he comes back to that full strength that he once was. Those small small forward minutes are just going to dwindle, and there's only only one ball and only so many amount of minutes to make that rotation. So, so Matthew, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Why are you not even – concerned about the Houston team they 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 took the Warriors to game seven in the Western Conference five, five, five finals while with their you know with uh, Chris Paul getting hurt uh, they could have easily beat Golden State last year if Chris Paul wouldn't have got hurt and 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 like now they're adding car car Carmelo onto onto the team how are you guys just 100% discrediting them of like not even giving them a chance well it was if you watch last week, throw Carmelo away. I'm not even counting that as anything. But <laughs> James Cal or James Cowboy. I'll pour up with it. The, the Rockets, the Rockets are, they've actually got much worse. They lost Ariza. They lost Capella, who were guys I think were overlooked by Paul and Harden. Paul, yes. Paul was playing the postseason of his life with is kind of right now the, uh, a rarity. It, it, it's kind of the exception to the rule. He historically hasn't done that. James Harden disappeared in game six and game seven. Like, he was gone. Like, I was out there playing for all people know. Well, so the Warriors were locking him down. Kids. What? Like, the Warriors were locking him down. I mean, like, like without, so like without Chris Paul on the floor, I mean, oh. they that, that takes a that's defender and puts it on Harden. And, and you think they're going to lock him down? What, what did the Warriors lose that make you think they're going to lock him down any less this time around? Uh, Chris Paul is healthy. And it don't matter. It, it does because matter. Chris Paul's a, oh, Chris Paul. This, Chris Paul played a, a, a postseason run. You're not going to see. 
And I'm telling you, Chris Hall can't stay healthy 82 games. So there at that point, and now you got Ariza gone, Capella gone. I'm telling you, this Carmelo Anthony thing is going to be a bust. It, it goes, it starts before we even get to the playoffs. The Rockets are going to be a four seed at best. So that means when they play the Warriors this time around, they don't get the luxury of home court advantage. And I'm telling you, Chris Paul is not going to bring the same playoff that he got this time around. He's going to go back to L.A. Clippers this Paul. That's just that's just crazy talk. Happen. That's that, that's crazy talk. Just just get out of here, Billy. What, I don't. What, 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 what are your thoughts? I don't. I don't. I don't see Houston as being a threat this year. Uh, as as well. Uh, like you say, they did lose Trevor Reza, who 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 was another three and D guy. You know, uh, who's, who who played tough defense on some of the league's best players. And um, I um, and then. You know, uh, Luka Matamute is on another guy, another one of those blue guys. You know that um, that um, that they had last year. So Carmelo is going to add some some flavor to it. He's going to add, you know, more scoring. But I don't think that's going to be enough. And I do believe Chris Paul played one of the best postseasons that he could have played last year. I mean, some of the shots he was hitting over guys, heavily contested uh, shots that he was hitting. Um, I, I don't I don't see them reciprocating that that kind of playoff performance. You know, uh, are they a four seed? Thing, James Harden, his butthole seems to shrink in big moments. It, it's happened yep. every single year he's been in the playoffs. When he was with OKC, uh, he 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 was playing like a starter. He gets to the finals, we ask him where's James Harden. He gets to the Rockets, he do the same thing. We ask him where's James Harden. He he gets in this playoff uh, series against the Warriors last year. When they had a three-two lead, a three a three-two lead, uh, and he couldn't deliver one win as the as the league MVP. I mean, you know, so this team is not trying to be Golden State. I, I don't see it happening. Are they a four seed like Matthew was saying? I think they're a four seed this year, three or four seed, uh, because you got to think San Antonio didn't get any worse, really. I mean, they they added um, Demar Derozan. Who, who, who is a true scorer, a natural scorer. Uh, you know, uh, he's not Kawhi Leonard, but, I mean, he's not a, he's not a slouch. They did get Poto, uh, and we know Pop loved those 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 foreign guys. He loved those kind of guys. So, and, you know, you still, have, you still have the Lakers and LeBron. I'm, not, I'm never counting LeBron out of anything. And the Warriors, of course, you know. Yeah. The Jazz got, got a little better. Who knows? I think the Thunder actually get better. They get uh, Dennis Schroeder, who's going to be, a, I think, a nice old role player. I don't think they have to worry about trying to appease Carmelo. I think you could see them take a step forward, too. All right. Well, uh, speaking of the Spurs, uh, they they had big, big problems with Kawhi like this, like this past season. We were really wondering if he was actually hurt. So the question arises to you, Matthew, do you feel that Kawhi Leonard was actually hurt all season, or was he just milking it, just just trying to get to L.A., which he ultimately didn't do? He ended up in Toronto. What are your thoughts on that? So I think there was an initial injury, yes. I don't think it was a, a very bad one. I don't think it was or season-ending. And then I think he got involved with his uncle being his management, and then his uncle got in his head, and then things started getting a little shaky with his spurs, and then he just wanted out. So he shut it down, and he hid from him. He, he played like pretty much hit under the bed, hid in the closet, whatever you want to say. Once, things, once he made up his mind, because Kawhi Leonard 
he's a great basketball player, but he doesn't mind. He doesn't. I don't take him as a as a very mentally tough person, and he doesn't appear to be like I, I would imagine very easily that he is non-confrontational to the max. Like I don't know if we've ever seen him getting any kind of even chest bump with an opposing player. I mean, I, I could be wrong on that, but he just doesn't remind of the type of guy that is like that. So when, when the going got tough, he got going. So yes, the injury was initially there, but I do not believe it was anywhere to the extent that he is making it out to be. Mm. Billy, you what know, are your thoughts? I'm on the I'm on the opposite side of that. Like uh, we we both agree in some aspect, but yes, the injury was real. Uh, when a guy tells you that he's still hurting, I I believe him. You know, do I believe he was hurt the whole entire year? No, but I think once the Spurs crossed that line of you know disrespect, I think he just shut it down because when your team doctors are getting paid from the organization to clear players. And you, he's feeling pressure from his boss. Like, like is Kawhi ready? Is Kawhi ready? So, of course, naturally, he's going to say, yeah, I mean, you know, he, 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 he can play. Kawhi Leonard said, I want a second opinion because I'm telling you something else is wrong. When the Spurs start talking, Popovich, why don't you go ask Kawhi's people? And, you know, Tony Parker, my injury was a thousand times worse than his. You know, why would I want to talk to you? Like, so to Matthew's point, he said he was hiding from, from him. He wasn't hiding. He told you he needed the second opinion, and you told him, no, you don't. And then you get mad because I want a second opinion, and you go start talking about me in the media. But And then you want to go talk after the fact. Why would I want to talk to you? When, when you could have just came to me as a man first before you went to go talk in the media. So, you know, I don't believe he was hurt the whole year, but I do believe when – he said he was hurt. The Spurs got mad, and then that's when he got mad. He may so not have been hurt, but he wasn't a hundred percent. Like you could just tell by the way he was walking, like on the games that, like he did come. He had a a pretty noticeable limp. Just uh, just throwing it out there, Matthew. Go, go ahead. Well, I, I I can't of course speak on the validity validity of the doctors, and I, I would like to think that with, with collecting the bargaining agreement and all this, yes, they do have the team's interest in mind. But I'd also think, like I said, through bargaining through them actually being actual doctors, that they would have some kind of integrity and the player's health. But the thing that I'm most concerned about, which, A, how do we know they didn't go to quite, quote-unquote, as a man and say, hey, we everybody on board has said this. We've maybe even given you other doctors to go to. They say you look fine. The one guy you said, the one guy that you went to said you're not didn't check you out. Okay, so I mean, how do we know that conversation did not occur? But B, this is about precedent too. Yes, we had we had a lengthy discussion, and I'm going to save some of it. But you know, most of you guys have instances where the doctor said, "Oh, you're all fine," and actually, you weren't. And I'm not saying that that's never happened. I'm sure that happens quite a bit. But the thing that you have to look at here is you can't have every player who wants out of a contract, who wants out of a team, who wants out of a situation, just saying, "I'm hurt. You don't know my body." Every doctor says no, and I'm done for. I well, mean, at the time he didn't. He, at the time he didn't want to leave, like that hadn't surfaced, and like until okay. Pop went to the media, until until Genovi went to the media. I'm seeing this back to his uncle telling you, 
I, I think when it all this started when he signed his uncle's representation. I think his uncle got in his – I think there was some negative perception because Pop started pushing that team to be LaMarcus Aldridge. I think he won it out, and then this just came the best way. Now, yes, some feelings got hurt at the end, but it also goes – if we look at the NFL – how much flack is the Patriots catching, or not the Patriots, but like the, the whole Tom Brady situation, because he wants to go, and when got, when Gronk and when Julian Edelman and guys get hurt, they don't want to go to the Patriots doctor. They want to go to this guy who's not even actually a doctor, but he does something to make Tom Brady play till he's 45. This, uh, I don't know, Guerrero or whatever his name is. So, yes, and I don't know the ins and outs of the medicals. I don't know if there's just, hey, you got to go see Steve, the one doctor, or if they have a list of doctors you can go to, and Clyde's like, hey, i got to go to my guy. Because I'm telling you, men, Mike, men, you were talking about this on Semi-Pro when it comes to the ranks. If, if, I, if I need a doctor's note that says I have a back problem, it may take me 100 doctors, but I guarantee you I find you a doctor. I find, I find a doctor that says Matthew has back problems. It's, so, it's not going to be hard to do. Billy, go I ahead. Just, I just find it hard, you know, if 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 the Spurs doctors are so patient as people say they are, if you know, I that's all I hear old players from the Spurs say, yeah, Bailey say it all the time. They the most patient medical staff. If you're so patient and your medical staff said this guy is good to go, yeah, he might have been able to play, but 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 why should he go play if he's still hurting? We know he did that in the uh, previous playoff uh, year when, when he messed up his ankle and then he tried to come back and play and then what happened? He get hurt again and now he's out for the rest of the playoffs. And we've seen that these organizations do not care anything about the players. These guys get hurt. Isaiah Thomas was playing on a, on a messed up hip. He played after his sister died. And guess what they did to him in the offseason? See you later when it's time to give you that money. So why should these players – you know, bow down to these organizations when these organizations don't care anything about them. He said he was hurt still. Listen, if you care anything about your multi-million dollar asset, then you will wait and make sure that he's fully healthy and, and he's ready to go whenever it's time to go. Instead of instead of getting mad when he say, no, I think I need a second opinion. And, uh, well, if that's the case, then the league has to find a way. The league has to find a middleman. The league has to collectively bargain and find some way because, yes, I completely agree with you. The organization, especially with Isaiah Thomas and Boston, the organization is the only find the green and the ring. That's their organization. That's it. They don't have anything else. But at the same token, the players only care about, like you said, that asset. They care about me. And especially, maybe not in Quiet Leonard's situation, but I bet you, you know, how many times if this precedent isn't done something about, what do you do if you're, and I'm just using names here, you're Anthony Davis, the Pelicans are definitely out of the playoffs. It's your final year of the contract. Oh, my ankle hurt. Let me go over here and chill because I'm not getting hurt before that big deal. you got to have something. But your contract says you got to give me this type of performance. Like, you got to at least play. Now, I'm not saying you got to play injury, but there has to be someone in the middle for precedent's sake to say, okay, team doctor, pump your break. He's not healthy. But at the same token, Come back and say, dude, you're perfectly fine. You're just skating around. And I'm not, I'm not speaking of Kawhi specifically, but what's to keep players from doing this in the future to say, hey, like, like you guys told me yesterday, no one better tell me I'm not hurt. Okay, that's fine. So now you're just going to sit there and collect the last $35 million of this year. Yeah, but why play hurt, though? 
He said he was hurt. Okay. You know, people just said I'm it was hurt. a thigh bruise. Oh, it's just a thigh bruise. You know, no bone damage, no this and that. You know what? I heard the same thing. Yeah, we we just gonna go in here, exploratory surgery. Yeah, okay, you're good. No, I'm not good. Okay, yeah, we're gonna go in there again. Oh, you got a tumor meniscus. Oh no, it's you're, you're supposed to be good, but but you're not good. Three surgeries later, oh man, now he's found out you got tumors. Right. So people can't people when he's telling them, listen, something else is wrong with me. Like you saying, yeah, on the surface because. All you can do is just do the stuff that they taught you in school. I'm going to check this because that's what they did to me. Oh, yeah, my knee hurt. Oh, yeah, they, they twisted a little bit. Okay, yeah, you don't got no, no ACL damage. Okay, they do this. Can you do this? Yeah, I can do all that. But that doesn't mean that I'm not hurting still. And but I was kidding them. I am hurting. I cannot go out there and play defense and score 20-something points a game with my spot like this. And the no, first I got mad when he said, listen, I just want to go seek out another opinion. Because I don't think that's wrong with me. That's fine and all. And you're speaking on real life experiences with you, and I can't speak to that. And that happens all the time. But you know what else happens all the time? If we're speaking real life, guys go in, people go into the doctors and say, oh, doc, my back's hurting. Doc says, I can't find nothing wrong with you. The guy says, oh, it's hurting. Here, here's all these pain meds. It's, you can, yes, there is misdiagnoses all the time. But there's also people faking injuries for their own personal benefit all the time. I'm saying there has to be a way. The league has to agree to something to where we can find a balance. Because mm-hmm. you're just going by what Quaid's saying. Like you're not quiet. You've never spoken to him. I've never spoken to him. So we're all just speaking speculation. Just as easy as he got on camera and said, "Oh, I'm hurt," and he was limping around the stadium. He could just as easy be faking that to get his way out of there, but still get a nice paycheck. Well, but why would he do that when he would cheat himself out of seventy million dollars? He could have signed a. Supermax $219 million deal with the Spurs this upcoming year. And they were willing to do that with him. And if the Spurs only turned that down for 150 mil? But if the Spurs, if the Spurs is the only team that can give him the Supermax, if he wants to be in LA and if he's going to go to the Lakers, he's obviously going to take a pay cut. If he don't want to be there, why risk injury to be there? Why do that? If, if he checked out and said, I'm done here, I don't want to be here no more, I'm done. I want to go to L.A. and I want to go there now. But he wasn't checked out until the, the Spurs organization did what they did. He was he was willing to, to, to play. But what he was he's saying right now, I'm hurt. It, 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 and it also was reported that that he said that he wanted to retire as a Spur. Yeah, like conversations that have occurred behind closed doors. How do you know he didn't go there and say, hey, I want out? And they're like, no, we're not trading you. That's not what we do. We're the Patriots of NBA. We don't. We let you go when we say we're ready to let you go. The reason why the reason why that it wasn't said was because of your statements earlier. He is a non-confrontational person. That's why I don't think that conversation ever happened. Well, exactly. So I think he did this behind all this change when he got his uncle's representation. I think his his uncle got in his ear, just like family do. Not to put your business out there, Billy, but you got a family. You got a family member that plays professionally, and I don't know. I don't know your situation, but I'm sure somewhere, someone along the line tried to give him some information that probably wasn't for the best of his ability. It may not have been a family member. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was an old schoolmate. Maybe it was, a, I don't know, an old bus driver. Right? Who knows? Uh-huh. Or along the line is like, hey, man, they're cheating you. You need to go do this. Hey, this is best for you. You need to leave after your freshman season because you said he had a, you know, a great freshman season. Uh-huh. So, 
Now, granted, it sounds like you had a pretty good, he had, a, you and him both had a pretty good foundation to allow him to do what was best for actually him. Take that away. Instead of, instead of your brother having a great parent, a great family, a great brother to say, hey, this is what this, put somebody shady in his ear. Hey, Bobby Bowden don't like you, man. Transfer out of here. Get out of here. Leave early. You don't even need your junior year. You're just going to get hurt. Don't sit out this junior year. And now he don't end up getting drafted. Some of these guys that you bring in, just because they got that family member name, doesn't necessarily mean they're a true family. They got the best, your, your best interest. I think his uncle got in his head. Hey, man, let's go back to L.A. Let's go back home. Let's, let's go somewhere else. Let's go somewhere where you're truly appreciated, not here under a Lamar. He was Dalton. definitely a, appreciated in a Spurs uniform. No, no. To Matthew's point, I agree with that. You have those family members that, that will mess up everything good just just on just for their benefit and not, not at no benefit to you. So, yeah, do I believe that his uncle was in his ear? Yeah, possibly. But I don't think his uncle had anything to do with him wanting to lead the Spurs. I think the Spurs messed that up themselves when they got mad when he asked for a second opinion. That's when everything started happening. When they when the doctors cleared him to go, the doctor said, yes, he can go play. He said, I need a second opinion because I can't go play. And that's when everything messed up. All right. My final thought on it all. Go ahead, Matthew. One, one last thing. Final thought, just kind of going what we were talking about with, with your brother, Billy. Let's just say I was your brother's best friend, and I had bad intentions. Or let's say I'm Kwai's uncle. Let's just go with the situation we're talking about. Here. I'm Kwai's best friend, or I'm his uncle, and I want to do what LeBron James' friends are doing. Magic Carter is, is a mogul. He, he's got more money than most NBA players himself. That's true. The uncle may feel like, yes, Kwai, you can be an all-star here in San Antonio. You can make money in San Antonio, but I can't because I'm your new agent. I'm your new whatever. Let's go to L.A., man. Because Kwai looks like a type that would listen to his uncle and his family in general before he would ever listen to the media. So Mike was saying, yes, he is very beloved and respected in the San Antonio but if his uncle got in here and said, hey, man, they don't respect you here. Let's go to Hollywood, bro. Let's go out there. Let's go, let's go to the big city. Having his own agenda, Kwai looks like a type that's like, hey, uncle, you're right. And next thing you know, this all gets away from him. And Kwai, once again, like we talked, isn't the type of person to put his foot down and stop it. It's all the Spurs are bad. We're a good guy. And I think he just got out of hand. All right, let me go ahead and stop that uh, conversation right here, guys. I mean, that was a very good debate, and I feel like we could have went on for a long time, like a while, on that. But let's get moving on to the next topic of choice here. The AFC East Pick'em. I mean, we all pretty much know who is going to win it, but let's, let's start with uh, Billy. Who do you got? Well, uh, no surprise here. Uh I definitely got the Patriots. I mean, I don't see Buffalo doing anything. They did get A.J. McCarron and then uh, the, the, um, the rookie out of uh, UCLA, Josh Rosen. Uh, I don't – Sadie could be in some in, in, in some trouble. Um, I don't know. Kelvin Benjamin is the only thing they have left over there. I don't really see uh, what's going to happen with them. Um, the Jets are the Jets. That's, that's, you know, who they are. And Miami, I don't think – I've watched them all, all of my life. Uh, being from Florida, I don't see Miami doing it, making any noise. So th- this this division is the Patriots to lose for sure. All right, uh, Matthew, what are your thoughts? I'm right there with you. Um, you know, the Bills, I feel like, overperformed their their potential last season. 
I don't see that happening again. I don't think A.J. McCarron – McCarron might be an actual better, quote-unquote, quarterback, but I don't think he's the best quarterback for them. He, he could make some mistakes and cost them. The Jets are pretty, in my opinion, a long way to being uh, contenders. And the Dolphins, I just don't think – I think that whole division, that whole division is a mental thing. I think you you look at the, the New England Patriots and you instantly say, we're beat. And I just think the Patriots – the chain's been chugging along. I don't see anybody stop them this year. All right. Well, let me uh, pose some thoughts here. You guys need to look out for Miami. All right. They are young, and they got a weak schedule. Let's just let's just look at their schedule here. They open up with the Titans. I am undecided on that game yet, but let's say they do win that game. Then they got the Jets, Raiders, and Pats. Uh, they'll definitely beat the they they will beat the Jets hundred percent. And uh, I have them losing to the Raiders and losing to the Pats as well. But then you got the Bengals, Bears, Lions, and Texans. Those are all winnable games. I have them going three and one, like in that stretch. And then they come back to the Jets. That's another win because the Jets are, you know, just like we said, they are uh, they are a long ways away. And then they have the have the Packers loss, Colts, Bills, win win, and and then they have the stretch of the Pats, Vikings, Jags, and Bills. I have them winning or I, I had them losing three of those four. So I have the Dolphins going nine and seven or eight or eight, eight and eight, just depending on that first game of the season versus the versus the t- Titans. Then we look at the Patriots schedule. They had the Texans. I had them losing to the Texans because it is, it is notorious that the Pats stumbled that first game of the year. And I believe that that is the Thursday night game, which uh, what was it last year or two or two, Two or two two years ago, Kansas City Chiefs came out and thumped them hard, and and I think that's going to happen again this year. Then they come and play the Jags. I think the Jags have a chip chip on their shoulder this year, and and they beat them there as well. And then they have the stretch of the Lions, Dolphins, and Colts. Those are all wins. And then they come and and then they play Kansas Kansas City. I had them getting beat by Kansas City again because just I I think Andy Reid has Bill Belichick's uh you know link there and they're and they're just going to give it to him again and then they and they got the bills packers and titans i have the i have them losing those those three games in a row so i have the patriots going seven and nine and possibly eight and eight depending on if the jets show up the last game of the year because i think the jets want to be that team to knock them out of the playoffs so you guys need to watch out for an aging tom brady Let's see if Tom Brady can even last a year. Uh, I mean, uh, like, I, I don't see Tom Brady playing a full 16 games this 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 year. And without him, the Patriots are just not good. So you guys need to look out for the Dolphins this season. Um, like, I'm telling you. Matthew, you have any thoughts on that? So, yeah, okay. I'm not even going to acknowledge anything that was said on – the Patriots, because that's just himself. The fact that what are you basing off of, other than the fact that he's forty-one, that he's not going to play a whole season because he he has every year as a Blake. Uh, that record just sounds absurd. But, but the thing that cracks me up on the Dolphins. Let's talk Dolphins for a second, Billy. I, I want to go back and listen to Tuesday's show because the same argument he built around the Dolphins was the same argument he built around the Bears. And one thing that Key jumped out at me was the Bears had a, a, a soft schedule. 
And on that soft schedule, I'm pretty sure he mentioned the doc. So now he's yep. doc benefiting from a soft schedule that included the Bears. He can't have his cake and eat it both on that. Uh, look, I get it. The, the Dolphins could be the future if they can age that potential. But they don't have a quarterback. They're not going to be able to get it done. Patriots all day. Patriots go 12-4, and four, Dolphins 6-10. and 10. I just – and the Dolphins are the Dolphins. I mean, they'll find a way to mess it up. Like, they'll find a way to, to, to lose the games that they should win. It, that's, that's, that's been the Dolphins' way. When you think that they was on top and Ryan Tannehill was, oh, this is going to be his year every single year, that's what we say, and he ended up going 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and seven, Six and whatever, you know, that's six and ten. That's 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 the Ryan Tan. That's Miami's way. So I don't I don't care about their soft schedule because they'll find a way to lose some of those games that you said to the Jets and all of these other teams. So well, well, NFL I use says the Jets defense is going to be by far the nicest, probably in that division, and that they actually think Dolphins are, are way down at the bottom. Now, obviously, that's the good thing about this show. We'll all get to see how that pans out. But I, I just don't see the Dolphins take a step this year. I think it's more mental than anything. So, Matthew, let me ask you this question. If Tom Brady goes down this season, let's say he only plays eight or nine games, do the Patriots even have a chance? Well, I'm the Bill Belichick team, they always have a chance. Now, uh, that chance Let me ask you that question for you. The answer is no. They don't have a chance. So then, then, I, then I'm curious because I, I don't know I, we're going to talk about on the show, but I'm curious because in previous conversations, Mike, you have been on record for saying that Brady's a system quarterback. Anyone else should do it there. He cannot do it. That He couldn't do this anywhere else. If that's the case, then Hoyer should be able to step right in and do just fine. Yeah, but Hoyer is not any Me personally, yeah. I think – Go ahead, Billy. Me personally, I think if Brady goes down – the Patriots have no chance. Uh, I'm I, I'm not a believer in in in, in Hoyle, uh at all. Uh, listen, man, they and then who, who is he throwing to? Yeah, because Edelman Bronco, suspended Bronco's or uh, be there, not, but they not lost Edelman, but... Who was well, the receiver got, is... got suspended well, for four games? Well, Edelman, even with you, right? Edelman got suspended for four games, and Amendola left. So who is it, so who would Hoyer be throwing the ball to? He don't make anybody better. At least Brady make guys better. With uh, Bill Chow, they already have one of the best running games. They got a stable of running backs. By that point, they're probably if he goes down after eight games, they're probably sitting at five and three, six and two. All Hoyer has to do now: Are they going to win the Super Bowl? No. Are they going to win a playoff game? Maybe not. But I think if Brady goes down, they're going to be six and two, five and three. Hoyer comes in with a with a defense that is now figured out. Mike, you are right; they do struggle early on, but they. The last two times they started two and two, they finished fourteen and two. I think what's going to happen is if he goes down, they're six and two, five and three, something like that. Let's go six and two because that's the better chance for them. Then that defense is already clicking, already figured out. They got that heck of a run game. They weren't mad for that O line, but I think it'll be enough to get them to the playoffs. But to the playoffs. But the minute they lose Tom Brady and they rely on that run game, they put eight guys in the box and they're going to force first force force Hoyer to beat them down the field, and that's not going to happen. The, the minute Tom Brady hey, goes down, be honest with you. they're down. Go ahead, Billy. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, too. Uh, I got the Patriots going 0-2 uh, to start the regular season. 
Yeah, black like I do as well. Well, I, I got I got them losing to the Texans. That's a trap game. I got them losing to the Texans, and like I got the year. Jaguars beating them. The Jaguars is playing in Jacksonville. That stadium will be rocking. They, uh, um, Jalen Ramsey and, and and the guys, they will be ready to see Tom Brady again because they feel they feel that they got cheated in in the playoffs. So that that stadium will be rocking in Jacksonville. It's a newfound respect down there in Duval for the. For the Jaguars, they will be ready. I believe the Patriots go zero and two to start the season. They will lose to the Texans, and then I believe they're going to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matthew, I'll be giving the Jacksonville Texans ones. I, I don't know. I mean, where's JJ Watt going to be? Where, how well is Matthew going to fit in that system? Where's the, their quarterback going to be? Deshaun Watson. How how healthy is he going to be at that point? I I don't see them. I think it's going to be close because the Patriots do stumble at the gate a little bit, running a little slow. I think they're going to take that first win. Yeah, they may lose to Jacksonville. But I, I don't think they're going to start 0-2. Hey, and then they got the Lions on the road. The Lions are playing at home. Yep. And you know they always lose to Miami when they're not supposed to lose to Miami. So, who knows, man? Okay. They, so they, they, they could, oh, they could easily I'm start 1-3. and three. Win the division. I'm really? still picking them to win the division. But if Brady goes down, uh, you know, after eight games, like you said, they have a tough, you know, first stretch of the season. It, it could be rough. If, if he goes down. I can't give you both. I can't give you 0-2 and, and then lose to the Lions. I can give you 1-2 and two or 1-1, one and one, then lose to the Lions because they get caught off guard. But I'm telling you, a Bilitech 0-2 team wouldn't lose to anybody. Would you go 0-2? Oh, no, I'm not saying they're going to lose to the Lions, but it's going to be a tough one. I don't think so. I think if they start 0-2, the Lions are getting beat by 40. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing on that, Matthew. You're just you're talking out of something that we can't say. No, no, that's a crazy thing. Like you, you, like you defend your statement. Your statements to my business changes by week. Just, just two days ago, we were clowning the Lions. The Lions got a lot to prove. Now Billy gave a little props to the Lions, but I'm pretty sure you didn't, Mike. But now all of a sudden, they can take down a team that has been in the last six AFC Championship games and have been in three of the last four. Just because, whoa, whoa, whoa! Just because I think they will go four and twelve or six and ten doesn't mean they cannot put one game together to take down the Patriots. Now, am I saying that they will beat the Patriots? No, I have the Patriots winning that game. But, but for, but for you to say that the Patriots are going to beat them by forty, like that is just crazy talk. Like, like that game will be a twenty to eighteen game. I said they'll beat them by 40 if they start 0-2 because historically that's what happens. After a horrible start, like example, example, last year the Patriots started 0-1. They got beat by the Chiefs pretty bad. They came out and pretty much demolished a Saints team that should have been in the, in the NFC Championship game. Like, they, they made that Saints team look like you weren't even in the playoffs, and that Saints team was actually pretty good. And because Bilicek was like, hey, we got embarrassed on national TV, that's not going to happen again. And it happened in 2014. The Chiefs blasted the Patriots. The Patriots turned around and blasted their next opponent. You're not going to catch Bilicek off guard. Now, if they start 2-0, and absolutely the Lions could flip up and make something happen. But if, the, if, Bilicek, if Bilicek is sitting at 0-2, you're going to see a game you've never seen before. So just to clarify the record, you guys both had the Patriots winning the uh, division, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay, so do you guys have the uh, Patriots going to the Super Bowl as well? 
Yes. Yeah. Matthew. I, I, I don't know yet. I, Billy. I'm not ready to make that. I'm not ready to make that claim yet. Cause I believe the Steelers also have a, a, a good shot at uh, going to the, uh, going to the Super Bowl. So I'm not ready to say the Patriots yet. All right. I, I'll put it like this, Bill. I don't think about the Steelers can't control Gronk. So depending on Gronk's statement, Gronk's health, that statement could change. I'm going to give the Patriots the same benefit of the doubt that I took from Chris Paul. Chris Paul has not shown, we talked last segment, Chris Paul has not shown consistently he can compete in the playoffs. Yes, the Patriots lost a lot of guys. Yes, Brady keeps getting older. But I have yet to see anything that means that, that, that means that makes any kind of difference. Now, this year could be the year. Brady could not play the whole season. He'd get hurt, look horrible. That team could just fall apart. But we've heard this literally every year since 2012. So-and-so's gone. So-and-so's hurt. So-and-so's new. And then by week five, you're talking about that guy going to the Pro Bowl. If you remember, after three games last season, the NFL Network was literally laughing at the Patriots' defense by how atrocious they look. By the end of the year, shutting everything down. So it could be the year that it all goes to pot. But I, until I see it, I just can't go again. All right. And uh, just for me to go on record – I got to go with the Patriots too. Like I put up a good fight for the the Dolphins, but I just don't see him doing it. I just want to ruffle, <laughs> ruffle, ruffle some of the feathers here. But I I got to go with the Patriots too. So let's go to the final question of the day here. Mister Todd Gurley signed a forty five million dollar contract uh, this season. Uh, Matthew Lau has been on record that when a team signs a quarterback to a big contract, you know, hundred million dollars, they are handcuffed now for the future do you guys think the rams are handcuffed on the future with this signing as well uh billy will start start with you on 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 this one uh i don't think they'll be handcuffed i believe they they say some room because right now the only person that they really uh need to resign right now is aaron donald and i'm sure they're going to get that deal done because they don't want to lose a guy like him uh i don't i don't see that happening at all so no, I mean, in forty-five mil, that's not really a lot. Uh, that's not really a lot because I think what well, he only got like twenty-something mil or so. I think it was, uh, and, was twenty-two uh, million guaranteed. guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So and most and, and most of that was on his signing bonus. So I mean, that's pretty standard. It's not really a lot on the cap. Uh, golf, golf still have what two years left on his deal, so they don't have to deal him until you know another two years. So the only guy they got right now is Aaron Donald. I think I, I think that's a good move by them. So let well, me ask not you to this. Be that. Go ahead, Billy. Or uh, Matthew. Go Hold ahead. on. Matthew, go ahead. Uh, but it's, it's a 60 million contract with 45 guaranteed. So, uh, no, I don't oh, that, yeah, that is true. Okay. That is true because his signing bonus was like 20 something mil or something like that, correct? Yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like that does play a big difference. It I does. Mean, you know, 40, it does. Yeah, true. 20 45. But he's only taking a forty-five million, and they're only really taking a forty-five million dollar hit. And that other twenty, that other twenty mil, they're probably gonna, when it's time to, to re-sign him, they probably just gonna restructure that contract. So they just probably what Le'Veon Bell really wanted was them to front load uh, the guarantees on the first few years of his contract, and he didn't care about the money; he cared about the guarantee, and that's what he wanted. So, Billy, let me ask you this. Do you think this will affect Bell's con- contract? Yeah. Yeah, I think this this makes him not get uh, signed because he's looking at Todd Gurley and he's saying, Todd Gurley, yeah, you only been in the league for 
for for three years uh, now, and you already getting a contract worth forty five million up up and guaranteed. That's what I want. So the the Steelers already said that they're not going to give him that kind of contract. So he, he's gone this year. That definitely affects maybe on Bell's ability to get signed this year. Mr. Matthew Lyle, He'll what are your thoughts? He'll get it in the open market, but he's not going to get it in uh, with the Steelers. Matthew, what are your thoughts on that? So I, I want to take a brief second to laugh at the irony of me correcting, you know, making a point to correct that the salary is actually higher and then turning around and saying that it, it is a little different and I'm not too concerned about it of my normal stance. And the reason that is is because running back max money and quarterback max money is, is, is two different things. So, for example, Todd Gurley is backing up the pink stuff for lack of a better term. Todd, Todd Gurley is breaking the bank. But he's actually probably one of the top at his position. Quarterbacks, on the other hand, I mean, you got Kirk Cousins breaking the bank. you got Garoppolo breaking the bank. And they've not even really proven to be top five. Maybe even on inch. You know, top, no, need the top ten. No, exactly. So you got quarterbacks; they'll break open that bank for anybody, and that's where the trouble lies. Now, will it affect them? Yes, they're going to have to lose somebody. But with it, the running back one, I don't think it's going to have as much of an effect. Now, what Billy alluded to with the Aaron Donald one, because he is such a beast, D lineman, and D linemen are at such a premium now. That could have an impact on some future signings because they are going to have to give him darn near quarterback money to make him happy. But it, it, what's really going to come into effect is when Goff needs that money because depending on how he develops, if Goff doesn't develop very well and he's sitting there like Kirk Cousins, he's still going to want to be the highest-paid player on that team when he's more than likely, if, if that's how he's developed, not going to be the best player on that team. Billy, anything to add to that? Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, uh, these, these next this next season for Jared Goff is really going to be the telltale and see how much money he he's going to de- be able to demand on the open market. I mean, what they went eleven and five last year and he played pretty good. So if I think he followed that up with another good season. I think he's going to demand more money. So it'll it'll be um, it will behoove them right now to go ahead and uh, and get Aaron Donald signed while they can and. Uh, so they can go ahead and have enough money uh, next year to uh, sign uh, uh, Jared Goff because I do believe they have a, a um, I do believe they have a good season next year. So hey, Mike, I mean, yeah, go ahead. We just have to we just have to watch that cap situation. The, the reason I'm so passionate about the quarterback and then to offer some clarity because you're right, I have been very passionate on that point and I always have been. It's because usually when you see a high paid running back. You, it's the best running back. When you see a high-paid receiver, it's the best receiver, one of the best. But like right now, who the highest-paid quarterback isn't in the top five. And, Kirk and Rob, which is or I'm not Rob, uh, which is crazy. Golf, right? Golf. Say Golf has a decent year next year, and you would consider him top ten. Say you, he, David, you consider him the tenth. He's going to be the number one paid. I mean, look at Sam. You want to look at money and how many? Th- would, would any of y'all consider Sam Bradford top ten? I surely nope. wouldn't. Nope, I wouldn't. Only the the made, only way he would be top ten is if he could stay healthy for two years in a row. Exactly. The Sam Bradford. You talk about Carmelo Anthony breaking away with the bank. Sam Bradford got the highest rookie contract ever. Yep. Sam Bradford's really mm-hmm. not Sam Bradford. Yeah, yeah. Sam Bradford. He's the reason that they had to put a rookie salary cap because they yep. 
they taped it on the line. And that's ridiculous from a quarterback. I know a quarterback's important, and you can't win without one. But you can't have him be the highest paid unless, in fact, he is the best player. And I'm telling you, he would have to be. He would have to be Tom Brady's arm with Peyton Manning's brain and Mike Vick's leg to get some of these contracts that they are wrecking teams to pay. All righty, guys. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Okay, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today. Just to remind you that we are on YouTube Live every Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon Eastern time and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Just because we're streaming on Facebook Facebook Live today doesn't mean we do it every day. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell so you uh, know that we're live every day. Uh, like I said, thank you guys for joining us. Billy, Matthew, great conversation as always, guys. And we'll see you on Sunday. All right. Bye. Bye.